do you know about Rockland Grammar? Where you can get news about the Jamaican culture and just learn about how Jamaicans are doing as a yard and a rock. You get to learn a new Jamaican patois word or even a Jamaican phrase. I look forward to the patois word of the day. The patois word is Pasa Pasa. Word today is Taco Ram. Our word of the day is Duffy. Quang. Not like a twang, not true. I enjoy tuning in to what a good It happens every Friday at 7 p.m. So check them out. And bye from Toronto. Dodge, Quebec, La Jamaica, Ecoute, Wataguan. Yes, I, Wataguan. I am a big fan of Wataguan. Relevant and entertaining, so keep up the good work. Watch Wataguan. Big up yourself. Wataguan. Wataguan. Yes, I. Wataguan. Watch Wataguan. Always say I'm going to go Wataguan in my yard. Check it out. 7 p.m. every Friday. Hello. Wagwan, my people. It's another week of Wataguan. It's Friday. Yep, Friday, April 21st. We only have a week left and April is done. Before you know it, we'll be singing Merry Christmas. But welcome to another Friday evening and you know the drill. It's time for you to text, call, jump on your Facebook or your Instagram and start to telling your people that Wataguan is now on because it is Friday, the weekend. All right, folks. So as we keep saying each week, this show is an interactive show. And to keep that going and to make the thing, well, to let me know that you folks are out there and watching, please drop a hello in the comment. Say something to us in the comment, whether you're on Facebook or you're on YouTube. But keep it live, keep it going, a thumbs up, a heart, or a wagwan, whichever language you speak or whatever, just say something in the comments so that we can know that you are here and what a guan. So we want to welcome back for another week the folks who are listening over there on Fresh FM Radio in London. We also want to let you know that what a guan is available on all podcasting platforms. So that's Podbeam. Google, Amazon, iHeart, Player FM, and anywhere else that you plays podcast, trust me, we are there. You can check out our website for these links on our on our website, these platforms on our website at wataguan.ca. And as I said, it's still April, only one more Friday to go. And for this month, we continue to speak on issues, social issues. Today, we want to tackle the topic of informal culture, or as Jamaican would say, culture, and its impact on deviance, standards, values, and crime, and other key measures of societal stability and growth. Today, in Time to Reason, we'll be talking to Joseph Edwards, and he will join us a little later to share his views and experience on the topic. So stay tuned for some good reasoning. And you know what's next? It's my favorite time of the day. It's Patwa time. And this is where we share a word or a phrase or a proverb from none other than Jamaica. Yes, our yard. So today it's going to be a proverb. So this one is Mana swear for him, Kalalu, and Kalalu a swear for running belly. Mana swear for him, Kalalu, and Kalalu a swear for running belly. Make the thing lively. Talk to me in the comment. Please to tell me what this proverb means. Have you ever heard it before? If you have, whenever it is used, in what context? what it means. So lively up the comments and tell me when you hear somebody say 
man a swear for name Kalalu, and Kalalu a swear for running belly, what it means. So encourage you, encouraging you all, please come on, talk to me in the comments, all right? So in last week's show, we had a very interesting conversation with Rochelle and Thomas, and she gave us some practical tips on how to deal with many scams that are all over the place. She reminded us that scams are everywhere, here, foreign, and, <clears throat> and in Jamaica. She told us that it is an industry that those doing it always want you to feel a sense of urgency or fear of missing out. She also talked about how to treat victims of scams. She talked about, you know, treating them with grace and empathy. Not all scam victims are greedy idiots. Remember to check out the movie Scammed, and you can find it on YouTube, <clears throat> sorry, on StoryIve or on Telus, if you're here in Canada, Telus Optic TV. I think it was channel 907. Don't quote me on that, but it's on Telus Optic TV. We, again, we love it when you engage with us. That's what makes the thing lively. That's what keeps the show going. So remember to, if you missed the last week's episode, check us out on our different um, <clears throat> sorry, ooh, social media pages. So that is on Facebook or on, what, or on YouTube as what I go on. You can find us, <clears throat> find us there. And I'm also encouraging you to follow us on Facebook Instagram, on YouTube, like and subscribe there and check out our website. And we're also on LinkedIn. <coughs> I'm so sorry. <coughs> All right. So now we want to go into some news and talk about what's going on in Canada. So in Montreal, the Jamaican Association of Montreal Social Committee presents Cabana Sucre, a buffet-style on Saturday, April 22nd at Erable La Goudreau, 136 Cham de Sobois. And admission is $20 for adults and $10 for children. Children under two years of age are free. The deadline to confirm is, whoa, it's today. So you can do your e-transfers to info at jam-montreal.com. <coughs> Sorry. In Toronto, the 41st annual Walk Good Walkathon hosted by the Jamaican Canadian Association will be held on May 7th, 2023. The event will be both virtual and in person. Get your team ready and register today at www.jcaontario.org. Stay healthy, walk good. <coughs> Sorry, I don't know what's going on today. And a little bit of news from Yard. Um, nearly 500 million US dollars in remittances flowed into Jamaica in the first two months of 2023. Wow. Despite a dip in inflows in the month of February, rem remittance flows may, re <coughs> may replay the performance of the year ended solidifying the post-pandemic trend of inflows valued in the region of U.S. $3 billion. For the full year of 2022, remittance inflows to Jamaica amounted to U.S. $3.4 billion. The performance follows 2021, in which inflows were U.S. $3.45 billion. For the January to February 2023 period, Remittance inflows amounted to U.S. $4.95.9 million. In the first month of the new year, January, net remittance inflows of U.S. $232.2 million. This shows an increase of 5.1% or U.S. $11.4 million in comparison to January of 2022. <coughs> The Center for Intellectual Excellence presents the World Diversity in Leadership Conference 2023 from June 20th to the 23rd at the NISCU Conference Center near Edmonton, Alberta. Here speakers including, including Margaret Trudeau, Minjat Minhas, and Dr. Denise Green, and many other great panelists who will focus on the 
themes of climate change and mental health. To register and get more information, go to www.wodil.ca or call So we are back. It looked like Dopia tried to choke me today. <laughs> I don't know what going, but something going on with my throat. But we are now into the next segment of the show, which is time to reason. And this point is where none other than the big man himself, Donovan Simon, will be talking to our host or interviewer for this week. So it's now time to Walalika reason. Like of all the people in the world, why don't you detect you? We <laughs> 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 really don't know, but it must be dopey. Or maybe it's post Easter. Why are egg the turnout to? Maybe that happened to you, you know. You know. <laughs> Anyway, I Today, we continue the discussion on social issues, and you know, there there are lots of thoughts of what happens to informers or what should happen to informers. Exactly. And maybe, maybe you know, the correct recompense I reach you. Anyway, yeah. listen, it's 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 good to be here and we're going to have, have a discussion. We have a great guest in the wings. So I'm going to do the reasoning. Yes. Give some time for get a little honey and lime or a little yes. white stuff and, and sort it out. All right. Yeah, man, all right, cool. All right, greetings, folks. Welcome to another time to reason here on Wataguan. And for April, we've been focusing on social issues today. We're gonna to talk about a culture, informal culture. In Jamaica, how it affects society. In fact, how it affects society anywhere. And it's a pleasure to have uh, a young man who is doing lots of great stuff. Uh, he's out of Linstead St. Catherine. In fact, he and I went to the same, we call it elementary school over here in, in foreign place called Rosemount. I mean, I, I, I was a few years ahead of him. <laughs> uh, he also went to Charlemont High School. And he'll tell me, I'm sure that Asafa Powell uh, is, a, is a graduate of that school, but we won't talk high school today. Uh, he has done a lot of things in his career, uh, educated in criminal justice, security, policing, all kinds of things, social work. Uh, he's worked as a police, a probation officer. Uh, and maybe one of the things that, that stand out on his bio for me is he was recognized as cop of the year in 2007 and also he was given the meritorious award from the governor general of jamaica he's an author he's written a number of books and we'll talk about some of that later on but maybe more importantly he has a lot of comments and social consciousness uh, he loves his god and his family and his country and i'm sure he wants to contribute to a positive discussion here today uh, it's a pleasure to bring uh, Joseph, welcome to A Time to Reason here on Wataguan. Thank you very much for having me, Don. It okay. is my sincere pleasure for being here on the program for the first time this evening, and I hope to contribute to the discussion. 
Well, I, I, know, I know he's a man with a lot of a lot of ideas and opinions and stuff. Today we want to talk about uh, a, a certain type of culture, an element of of culture in Jamaica. We call it informal culture, for want of a better word. Okay. And maybe what we should do to to start the conversation is to shape it, so that those who are watching, when we talk about informal culture, or when you talk about it, what does it mean to you? To me, the informal culture is one where it is really a belief or a mindset that one should never give out information to the authorities, especially to the police. And this is something that is fostered in many communities, many areas, not only in Jamaica, I might say, but right. I'm dealing with Jamaica first. Mm -hmm. But in Jamaica, it is fostered in the garrisons, especially, right, the areas we call ghettos and the inner cities mm -hmm. and it is also found in many workplaces okay uh, yes certainly and the informal culture is one where persons who tend to speak out or speak against things that are wrong are labeled and mm -hmm. that label can be deadly for the person who is so labeled so let's talk about that a little bit more because you talk about the the inner city you talk about the workplace. Uh, why do you think this culture developed? Where did it come from? Were we always like that? Is it, is it a legacy of slavery and colonialism? Like, what, what's your take on it? All right. So I will take from what you said a while ago as it relates to the legacy, right, from colonialism or slavery. Because if you remember... Just about everyone here in the West Indies was brought from Africa, right? Mm -hmm. And there was a culture where persons came from different tribes. Yeah. Right? And so they were scattered. They were mixed. And one of the things that we had happening were cases where the slave owners or slave masters or plantation owners, as mm -hmm. they are called, uh, euphemistically, <laughs> those individuals treated their workers really bad. Mm -hmm. And so from time to time, what would happen is that slaves would run away, number one, and there would also be disputes on, the, on those uh, premises. Now, yeah. what happened is that when these slaves ran away, of course, the owners were losing because right. they were losing what they call their quote-unquote property because right. back then people were referred to as shuttles or properties, mm -hmm. right? They belonged to the owners, the slave mm -hmm. masters. And so when these slaves ran away from these plantations, of course, they wanted their own kingmen to speak against them, and that would not happen. Right. And as a result, persons end up dying for it. Now, so, so is that DNA thing? Like, is it is it something that passed on the years? Because you, you know, I, I, I mean, you've, you've been, in, you've been a police, right? Talk to me. I, I certainly can't say if there's a DNA thing, but what I yeah. can say is that it has continued. Right. And it has continued to our detriment. Right. So unlike in the past where it helped our forefathers, right, and those who were in slavery, now it is actually an endurance to the growth of societies and the country at large. Because what you find happening is that criminals have found niches in communities and in parishes and they form alliances with mm -hmm. the members of that community. Yeah. It appears that they actually help them in somewhat. Some yeah. means they, they offer these parties and they, you know, buy a few books, buy a few drinks, keep dances and all these things. And then in turn, the residents are to keep quiet when they do wrongs. Is it, is it keeping quiet, Joseph, or is it that they feel protected? It is a bit of both. Yeah. It is a bit of both. Because you have gang violence, and mm. remember there are many gangs, and one community may be split in several parts, and mm. each part is controlled by a different gang. Mm -hmm. Now, what that means is that if you are from 5th Street and you go down to 7th Street, uh, you may lose your life. Right. Right. Because it's two different gangs. And when one particular gang member in one area does something, they do not really look for the gang member who did the wrong. 
they are looking for anyone from the opposite side. And so consequently what happens is that the members of the community themselves get dragged into this turf war, right? Mm -hmm. And so it now spreads in a wider way to, 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 to include the law enforcement because when police are now involved and the police is now in trying to quell what is happening and trying to look for the wrongdoers, the same citizens are now... No, that's nothing. Yes. Lips tight. Lips but, are right. tight. They're here, saying here, nothing at all. Here, here's a question to that, though. There is music and commentary and art and all kinds of expressions over time. So even at a child growing up, in a city or not in a city, they hear these messages over and over and over about what should happen to inform and why you shouldn't inform. In fact, maybe even in the home, it's if you tell on your brother or tell on your sister, you're inform and you forget beat up. So doesn't it play itself through? Is that what was intended from these messages, you think? <laughs> All right. I, I think there are two different things there, right? Yeah. One is petty matter as it relates to the brother and sister and home mm -hmm. part. Yeah. And the other one, we're talking about organized crime, right? right? We're talking about criminality on wide scale. We're talking about persons being extorted. Uh, we're talking about business in businesses being robbed. And we're talking about when the law enforcement try to stop what is happening, the mm -hmm. very same people, right, who are being robbed and extorted, they are afraid of speaking because mm -hmm. they do not want to be labeled as an informer. I might just add that this informer thing that we have in Jamaica, right, it is not unique to Jamaica, right? right? It's not right. endemic to Jamaica, right? We have it in Canada, we have it in the USA, we have it in the UK. It just goes by a different name. Yeah. But it's the same thing. In those countries, they will call you a rat. Yeah, a snitch. They'll yeah. call you a snake. They'll say that you're a tattletale or they'll call you a snitch. Right. right? And for those persons who are familiar with rap music, I'm certain that... Oh, yeah, it's all over it. Exactly. Right? So it is not just a Jamaican thing. Right. It is more a mindset of persons in particular geographic locations. And when I say particular geographic locations, I mean inner cities, the garrisons, the blocks. You understand? You, you yeah. will never go into the upscale communities and find this sort of thing. It's very difficult to find it there, right? Because these people who, lives in, who live in these areas, they're, they're not so dependent upon each other to survive. Right. You understand? And so you will not find it happening there. But in the inner cities, the garrisons and so forth, where persons, your bread and butter or mm -hmm. their daily meal, mm -hmm. many times depends on the person who they live with in the same yard, the same tenement yard. If that person does something wrong, it is very difficult for the person who lives in the next room to really tell on them. Yeah, man, but you can't talk. Because, I mean, we have, like, let's use the Jamaican situation. You have crime stop. Everybody have two and three phone. There are different ways to get the information out. The, the question is, are, are, are communities, our societies feeling that there is an ill effect to not sharing? Because they share some things, right? Yes, certainly. There are some community members who are now learning that it is actually best to share what you know, right? Mm -hmm. I see Jamaica slowly growing out of that culture, and I hardly hear those songs again, right? <laughs> really and truly, they seem to be dying a really slow death. Mm -hmm. And red, yes, we really want that because if it continues, criminality will reign supreme, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. it is a fight between criminality and law and order. Yeah. What is it that you want for your community? What is it that you want for your children? Because sooner or later, if your child is a boy, if he's in that community and he's not insulated from what is happening around him, he's going to be drafted into the gang. Right. Sooner or later, if you have a daughter, if she's not insulated properly and warned against this sort of activity, she too will be pulled in one way or another. 
it is either she's going to be involved with one of the gang members or the person in charge, quote-unquote, not you now, but the quote-unquote dance mm-hmm. for these enclaves. In some places, they just go and they just take whoever they want. Mm-hmm. And that could be your daughter. And yeah. if you speak, you're dead. That's what we're talking about, right? right? Right. Yes, but I do agree with you that in this day and age, right, you have so many telephones, you have laptops, you have social media. Everybody, everybody upon Instagram. Exactly, right? <laughs> but one of the dangers, again, is that you can actually speak, but then when you speak, you have to be anonymous. Right. Because in many cases, and in cases that I've personally known of, persons have made reports, and by the time they return to their communities, persons within the community can tell them that they went to make report. And and that's, an, that's another angle I want to come from. I want to talk about the issue of policing and the justice system and why people, in some cases, have, have shied away from uh, engaging with information and you know challenging the informal culture. The issue of trust and what really happens in many cases. Uh, is there a reality to it and is there any any validation for some of the people who say, boy, I'm an agas or nothing? Or I'm a see I'm blind, as my mother would say. <laughs> All right, yes, see I'm blind, you know, hear and deaf. Yeah. Uh, clearly, the longest liver sees the most. And <laughs> if you're dead, you can't speak or you can't see anything. I have seen both sides, right? I have seen where persons have been bold and they have spoken out and justice was achieved. Right. The wrongdoers were caught and they were imprisoned. Mm-hmm. I have seen the flip side. I have seen where persons have spoken out. The wrongdoers were caught and then they were granted bail and the person who spoke ended up dying. Mm-hmm. Right? They lost their lives because they would now become the witness. Mm-hmm. And if it is one thing that we have learned over these years from the songs, is that the quickest way to end a case is by getting rid of the witness. Right. right. No witness, no case. Mm-hmm. Now the gangs have practiced this in Jamaica, right? With they do not think twice. It is easier for the gang members to kill someone who they think right, is an informer or a witness, it is easier for them to kill that individual than for them to really decide that, okay, I am going to see what happened. Yeah. They will not think twice about it. And several times as well, persons who are killed are actually the wrong people, right? Right, right. Uh, per, As you know, in Jamaica, you have several persons with the same name, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I am you know, a bigger Right? Yeah, but this person well, here, bigger thinking is not bigger right name another bigger. Yeah, but the, the nickname them, everybody have a unique nickname, and nobody have the same nickname. Squidly as Squidly. How much Squidly have? No, man. no, no, no. Seriously speaking, you have more than one Squidly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you have more than one Squidly. You have yeah. more than one bigger. You have more than one brown man. Yeah. You have more yeah. than one panet. And yes, it's serious, right? Yeah. But but what we're saying still is that this is not. The ideal thing right? Right, right this is not how you build a community or how you build a country and this sort of culture needs to be tackled on a daily basis yeah how, how not we we're going to have complete chaos how, how do we tackle it all right the first thing is that there needs to be more confidentiality right there has to be more confidentiality because if a person decides to speak Remember, first of all, you're dealing with ruthless criminals and they are well-harmed, right? They are well-harmed. These individuals, as we said earlier, will not think twice about shooting or killing. And I can just, let us just use, for example, today, right? An incident that took place today in Jamaica, right? This was Spanish Town Road. This is a major thoroughfare and you have a public passenger vehicle and a man just fired driving along, mm-hmm. and a man or a group of men mm-hmm. decide that the best time to shoot 
is when the bus is loaded with passengers. Kids and all, yeah. No, that just doesn't make any sense. Right. Right? Six persons were shot, according right. to the news. Three of them right. are children. Right. The, per the six persons who were shot, they may not even come from that community. Yeah. They're just passing through. But that's what I'm talking about. This and is so, a and somebody must see. Exactly. Because right? that is usually the question. Uh, you know, will I share the information I see? Right. And the, the, the broader question is our, our, our communities, does our society see themselves having a role to play to, to alleviate the cost of this culture? I think that mindset is now slowly being developed in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. I can see a change. If you note, in recent times, there is a thing called Wanted Wednesdays, mm -hmm. where the faces, mm -hmm. the names, the description, and the crime right, is disclosed. And it is noted that the police needs these persons. right? Every Wednesday, it is done. Mm -hmm. And it has been done with great success. And I dare say that some of these individuals were turned over, right? But they would never know the individuals who turned them over to the police. Right, right. right. And that is very good. That is what we want, right? Because there should never be a time when persons are living in fear in communities because of persons whom they grew up with. Right. Because most of the times, the so-called persons who control these corners and the duns are between 17 and 26. Yeah. Very few of them pass 26, right? Yeah. They are dead by the time they are 22, 23, 24, right? Everybody so when knows, they everybody, everybody it's a miracle. Right? Exactly. Yes, it, it is certainly like that. I mean... <laughs> The, the Jamaica has a thing where where the music that we have, yeah, it enables certain things, right? And the persons who are looked up on as role models in many cases are the very persons who are letting down the country. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's like they sow little seeds, and they think of it as being you know fun and entertainment, and then five years down the line, when these seeds start to grow, they now pull their hands back as if but they had no part in it. Yeah, but Joseph, aren't those seeds things that have been flowing for years? You know, sometimes I, if you talk to current dancehall artists, they're like, give me a break because, you know, what, what did Bob sing about? I shot the sheriff. I don't know. Uh, and, 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 and therefore things have been germinating for a long time, long before many of these artists were even born. Okay, I agree to some extent that is true, but then back then the music was more about fun and it was more about metaphors, it was more about puns, word plays. Mm -hmm. Today it is literal. Yeah. Today it is it is being exact. Today it is like musicians, many of them are telling you what they are going to do or they are telling you what they have done. Yeah. Are, are, we, are we shedding a brighter light that needs to be shone? Because doesn't the same thing apply uh, to rap music and doesn't the, the reggae music and the dancehall music and the trap or whatever other genres have come out of it get played in Japan and in Germany and in Ghana and all over the place without triggering the same behaviors that we are claiming the correlation to in Jamaica? All right. Uh, yes and no. Yes, it is played in these countries and it triggers a different behavior. Right. Number one, because of the circumstances that those persons are living in. Mm -hmm. Right. Number two, because of the educational level of mm -hmm. the persons listening to the music. Yeah. And number three, because of the space that they are in. There are certain countries that if you do certain things, you are going to be in prison for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Right? There are no ifs and no buts and no suppose and no maybe. 
if you commit certain crimes in certain countries, you are not going to be seen road again as long as you live. No, <laughs> that is not the case in Jamaica. Right, and right. that is why people feel at liberty in Jamaica to do and say whatever they feel like doing and saying. Because right. they know that even if they go to court, yes, they're going to meet upon a judge who's going to decide that, hey, you should be free. Some of them, some of them. Don't, don't yes. make it so general. <laughs> I mean, well, not all some, of them. Some of them. You, know, you know what I mean. <laughs> some, some of them, right? Yeah, the question is how efficient and how, how, how sharp the system is because I think there's the tendency to feel I can get away with stuff. I mean, some exactly. do and some don't. And in yes. recent times, I think we have seen some swift responses, right? Uh, and also swift response, relatively speaking, from, from the justice system. Uh, that's it. I, I want to go down a different avenue for a minute, though, because the issue of the informal culture is not just about social and gun crimes, because it happens in, in, in the corporate spaces as well. Good, yes. Uh, there, you know, I was saying to somebody, one of the flavors of the day recently is, is, is fraud. Yes. And, you know, I don't know if people see the big heist in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... That's a crime. Crime and fraud is everywhere, people. Just so you know. Okay, good. Just is so the, that they know. Is, is the same kind of framework applied to the corporate space and you know, some of the white-collar crimes that are happening? I think it is different, and that is really sad because a crime is a crime, mm -hmm. right? And yes, I have seen a, the spate of robberies in Jamaica. I, they have now gone as far as to be removing ATM machines with the cash or for the cash. Mm -hmm. They have been, you know, shooting at vehicles transporting monies they have been robbing banks they have been robbing cambios mm. and in recent times we have seen where several major corporations have been yeah. scabbed of millions of dollars yeah right now as you said and i might add that persons realize it's not only jamaica it's just recently that almost 20 million dollars was stolen, right? Mm -hmm. From one of the biggest international airports in the world. Right. Now, how did that happen? We just don't know. Because if it is wanting about airports, we know that they are filled with cameras. <laughs> they are filled with security officers. They are filled with police officers. Which which begs the question, Joseph, of who see and who not say nothing? Or it, it is, is very, there, yes, it's very comical. There, it's very, very right? comical, right? There, it's the same culture. And that is what we're referring to earlier in the business place. Persons will do things in the office or in the corporation and they will get away with it because their co-workers will not speak. Right. It is not that they didn't see or they don't know. It is just mm -hmm. that they will not speak. Yeah. And they will not speak for different reasons. Some persons will not speak because it is their friend. Mm -hmm. Some persons will not speak because they too are in on it. They have gotten their cut. Mm-hmm. Some persons do not speak because the persons involved are above them. And if they speak, they will find themselves in trouble. And some persons will not speak for fear of losing their lives as well. Yeah. All right. Some people speak and they speak in different ways, uh, including yourself who wrote a book called Colored Views. And one of the, one of the poems in it was about the system, <laughs> right? Yes, yes. Uh, and I think you were describing maybe the Jamaican system, maybe a broader one, where you say, so the system it needs for correct, because the system will lead the country to a wreck. The system, it have a change one day. The system, yo, it really stay away. Are people looking at it as a systemic thing and the cost to it? I think that has started. That has started, well, I shouldn't even say started, because I know that there are several persons who have done studies on these very topics, right? We have several anthropologists and several criminologists in Jamaica who have done studies on these very topics, right? Mm -hmm. And we have persons who have gone into the very communities, right, to sit and to reason with these individuals to find out what is really the root. Right. But 
as the poem says, the system is something that will not be fixed overnight, right? And the system, it is set in such a way that the small man, or if you are from a particular area, a particular postcode, it is easier for you to get picked up than if you are from another one. Yeah. It is just plain and simple facts, right? I mean, I've seen it recently, since this week, right? There was a particular fraud case that came up this week and they held two persons. And by today it is five uh, yeah. or six, yeah. right? So within three days, they move from one individual to two, to three, to five. Yeah. And now they're looking at at least two more persons. Mm. While in other institutions, right, where a far <laughs> greater sum was fleeced, yeah. up to this day, only one individual take, take years. is before the court. Uh, only uh, one individual. I mean, how is that possible? Because somebody afraid to talk or somebody afraid to say, boy, silence is golden, right? Yes, yes. Uh, let, let me talk a little bit about some of the work you have done uh, and sharing these views. Okay. You, you are an author. You have written a number of, 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 of poems. You've put them out in a book. Talk to us a little bit about the motivation behind sharing some of these, especially since some of them are really social commentary and speak to things like even what we're discussing today, right? Yes, certainly. Now, the motivation came from I just enjoyed reading when I was much younger, right? And not only reading, but also listening to the views of educated persons and persons who are older, more knowledgeable, right? Mm. I can say that I have listened to Motty Perkins a <laughs> lot when he was alive. Good, good old Motty, yes. Yeah, exactly. I have also listened a lot to, I, I know you remember Neville Willoughby. Yeah, man. Right, exactly. I listened to these persons, right? Garfield, Higgins, mm -hmm. and I come away, right, from those discourse, right, with, with, with knowledge, and I don't just listen and take things as I hear them, right? I, I research, so I go and check for myself, and that is where my interest in social justice came about, because when I heard some of the things that were happening or have happened in Jamaica, and I went to check for myself, and I found that it was indeed so. I mean, there is no way you can really keep silent with some of the things that you really hear, right? And you see, because I've yeah. also been working in a particular field for so many years, right? In the, in the criminal justice field for mm -hmm. over 20 years. And I have worked in several areas, right, where I've seen a lot of things. A lot. When I say a lot, I mean a lot, Right. I have been through it <laughs> and I have also seen it in front of me as well, right? So the books that you just showed a while ago, Colored Views and Love and War, the Colored Views book that was published in 2020, right? In the height of the pandemic. And it was just born out of being at home and I started writing. Mm -hmm. And within no time I realized that, hey, I have enough points. I could actually publish a book. Right. And what I did when I reached a particular number, I started to write some more because I had a particular aim in mind. Mm -hmm. right? My first book, which I wrote in 2014, well, published in 2014. Mm -hmm. 2014. It was written before that. Yeah. But I Moments published in, in 2014. Jamaica. Yes. That one is Moments in Jamaica. Right. And that one had 77 points in it, right? Right. And... It was filled with social commentary right. and persons really loved it. I found that persons were really attracted to, you know, keeping abreast with what's happening mm -hmm. in the world around them. And my points were not just limited to Jamaica, although the majority were Jamaican based. Right. But I spoke about things internationally. Right. And that is how we came to Colored Views in 2020. And the color there came from the idea that this is something you can look at from several different lenses. Right. Right. That is how the colored views came by. I came by that, that topic there. 
Uh, and so it has quite a few pieces in there as well that are written in Patwa. Mm -hmm. And I thought that, okay, this book has three purposes. Purpose number one, it is for the persons who visit Jamaica who want to learn about Jamaica quickly. Right. Right? Feel our culture, know what Jamaica is all about. That's number one. Number two, it is for the Jamaican student who wants to learn more about their own culture, mm -hmm. right? And certain historical things which they may not have heard somewhere else. It is there in a very precise format in colored views. And the third aspect or the third reason for that book, it was for those persons who are of Jamaican heritage who live outside of Jamaica or were born outside of Jamaica. So for instance, persons living in the UK, the United States, Canada, and they have their children there, those children, right? Certainly they're going to learn about Jamaica from their heritage, their parents and their right. relatives, but there are some things that they can garner from this book, which the parents will not tell them. Yeah, including, including both the system, right? <laughs> including the system, and there's another one called Wild Wild West. Wild West, yeah, Montego Bay. When Montego and Bay that was hot, when right? Montego Bay was hot like fire, exactly. Yeah. Right? So, certainly. All right, and listen, the, the Love and War now, sorry, yeah. but just to put in that, the second one that you placed there, the book Love and War, that mm. was the final one that I have written, and that was written last year. Yeah. 2022, right? It, it, is, it is a book of two parts. One part is dealing with love or good living mm -hmm. or good relationships. Mm -hmm. And then the second part, which is a war, is dealing with broken relationships, bad living, mm -hmm. and literal physical war, mm -hmm. as in the war that we have now in Ukraine and Russia. All right, listen, the talk is ticking, and I, I, I have two quick ones. Yes. What, what, what kind of message can we send to our people uh, wherever on the need to change some elements of our culture, including this whole thing about informal? What, what right. are some I, of those key messages? I think the message that needs to be sent is that if you want to survive personally, Right? We're talking about personally now, not the community, not the country. But if you intend to live, you need to speak up when you see wrongs happening around you. Because if you continue to be silent, you can never tell when the person will be coming for you next. That's number one. Number mm -hmm. two, it is much easier now for you to speak up wherever you are. It doesn't matter the community. Right? You know of persons with illegal guns. You need to speak. That same illegal gun could kill your father, your mother, or your child. Right? Mm -hmm. You need to understand that Jamaica is in a crisis right now. And it is each one reaching one. And you can't say the government is not doing this. The prime minister is not doing that. The police force is not doing this. The police cannot act without help from citizens. Right. And I'm telling you that I was a police officer for many years, mm -hmm. right? Police act when citizens inform them. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter who calls you an informer, right? It does not matter. That should not really matter. I'm not saying that you're going to be careless now, right? And go and say something in the open, right? Because you can never tell who is watching or who is listening or mm -hmm. who will bring back that information. Be smart about it. But yeah. what I'm saying is, it is time for us to speak up. Speak yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, the, the other one or the other element to it is, is the actual cost to the future. How, 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 how do you think, as we close out, this cultural element impacts our future? All right. Some persons say that life is imitating art or art is imitating life. It is a bit of both. And I am of the belief that persons have made a killing, both literally and figuratively, from this kind of lifestyle, and it is costing the country in the billions, right? 
if you think about it, the amount of money that a gunshot wound costs, and these are figures which can be easily researched, right? You can find them on the Ministry of Health website. You can find them online, internationally, and it tells you just how much money is spent on one gunshot wound or one gunshot victim. If there were less, let us say we had 30% less gunshot wounds, gunshot victims, that amount of money could be used to build a school. That amount of money could be used to fix two or three roads. That amount of money could be used to the benefit of a community, right, that is in need of water. But instead of catering to the daily needs of everyone, we are left strapped with cost mm -hmm. in taking care of persons who are involved in senseless gang wars. Yeah. And innocent persons who are shot in the midst as well. Yeah. Just like we mentioned today with the bus. Yeah. Those three children, I'm sure, were not involved in any gang activity at seven years old. Yeah. And they were shot. It and just doesn't make any sense. And then right. the final part about it is when these individuals that are doing these things are caught, there's another subset of society <laughs> who is now stating justice. You know, it's like they have pity for these persons. Is it just justice for Squidly? <laughs> yes, it's crazy. It's really right. crazy, right? Uh, listen, Joseph, we could talk about this for for a long time, but we have a we have a call. It quits today. Uh, thank you for joining us here on a time to reason on what to go and to share your perspectives, people. Uh, check out Joseph Edwards on Amazon. All of his books are available there. That's where I got uh, colored views and and will get love and war. Uh, and read them. But most importantly, maybe take one of the key nuggets from the discussion today, which is it affects all of us. So we have to contribute to improving our society. Thanks again, my friend. Take care. Uh, all the best. Thank you very much, Don, for having me. All the best, everyone. Thanks. Right. Good night. That's it. Uh, next week again, we'll be back uh, with another topic here on A Time to Reason. Hey Donovan. Hey. Yeah. That was a good look of reason there. Yeah, some good talk. Some yeah. good talk. And some interesting points, right? Yeah. That the whole issue that we're talking about is is spread over different uh demographics. It's not just an inner city thing, it's not just ghetto people think that you know people are informal. Yes, I mean if it, if you talk by your 20 years of boy, you call always are informed. <laughs> True, but uh, uh, specifically, I've never like thought about um, the the term or the the concept of um, informalism or snitching uh, as colonial history to it, which was I was like, oh, interesting. But right? yeah, because I mean, the idea was you would never, you would never want to to put the life of you know one of your own at at risk, and the authorities were were the ones who were going to ask you about it, and they expected you, to a certain extent, to speak the truth, right? Be a good person. And, you know, there's a little bit of a irony to it, which is, well, I'm not going to tell you the truth because telling you the truth is going to lead to consequences that I don't necessarily want. And that's still, I think, a part of how some societies or some communities or some individuals look at it. Mm -hmm. right? And it's not necessarily all an invalid or an illogical thought. thought no, like, it's not. Because if preservation of self is, will always take precedence, right? It's just that you're going to first and foremost say... If but it's this, a trade-off, right? It's, oh, it's what, what which, the trade-off is, right? Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I'm always of the view, especially if we look at social issues and deviance and, and, mm -hmm. and crime, it's these are sons and daughters and cousins and uncles and fathers yeah. and mothers 
right? And therefore, there is a cost socially that sometimes we, we, we miss or we misunderstand why the mother doesn't give up the son or the father okay. doesn't give up, you know, the, 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 the nephew or whoever it is because yeah. of that social element to it. Uh, but we also know what the cost is. Yeah. Right. You, you look at it and you, you know, it, it is very evident. And uh, I think all of us at some point have to take some responsibility and contribute to it. So anyway, yeah. another reasoning and, you know, hopefully people take a little nugget from it as we, as we continue to focus on social issues here. Yeah, what yeah. We yeah. have more next week. Next week we're going to talk about education and we hear what the teachers have to say. Well, we're straight from the informer and the scamming. Let's see if that come out. <laughs> Which is, no? yeah. uh, so I go. All right, take it easy, my God. Yeah, man, cool. Later. All right. Okay, folks, so you heard it. I hope you were listening and taking all the information you can. And I hope you learned something new from the conversation today. So um, I'm not seeing anything. Comments coming up. Oh, Lilith. Hi, Lilith. Saying sad. Yeah, it is. It is very sad, especially when you look at the, the toll, the death toll in Jamaica from, from gun violence. And if communities come together and, and, and give up these criminal elements, that's just one part of it, then we think it would be better because Jamaica is a good, good paradise place. We just need it to be safer. Um, so on next week's show... Oh, anyone did I'm not seeing again anything about the mana surfing Kalalo and Kalalo surfer running belly. So what it really means is that you are making plans to to do to harm somebody, but while you're making your plans, that same person is making the same plan to harm you. So mana surfing Kalalo and Kalalo surfer running belly. So Make sure when you're swear feet, <laughs> eat kalalu. Make sure you know say kalalu might have planned for you some arm. Take that however you choose, but that's what it means. For next week's show, we're going to be talking about the Jamaican education system, and we'll be looking at the pros and cons, and we'll be talking to Javon Stewart and Joy Miller Guthrie. So we'll get view from, you know, the teachers who are in the trenches, and we'll get to see and hear about our education system. What are some of the key issues? How does the home and community impact the product of the system? What should the government be focusing on? We'll get to hear the views of these experienced teachers, um, and we'll see what they have to say. And, I, and I'm glad we have um, both genders who will be representing, so we get to get the different views and hear what's going on so tune in and invite a friend to listen and remember to share in the comments if it's even to drop a hi a yell a wagwan but make the comments lively okay just want to remind you that you can advertise on or you can share your message with wataguan national you do this while we share our stories and our experiences so advertise with us as we continue to grow. You can contact us via wataguan.ca or any of our social media handles, which is YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and the website. And always remember that Guan is two A's, all right? If you want to send us a... Email our email is wataguancnd at gmail.com. Again, another week has come to an end. I want to thank you all so much for joining us. It's your girl from Bongotone for another week saying, Walk good and see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>